From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Marketing Matters on Business Radio. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. I'm Barbara Kahn, the Patty and J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing, and I'm joined by my co-host, Americus Reed, the Whitney M. Young Jr. Professor of Marketing and the Brand Identity theorists. Okay, well, Barbara, okay, so fly, eagles, fly. Can I just say something? You're, listeners, you don't know this, but Professor Barbara Khan is wearing her eagles sweatshirt in the studio. And can, <laughs> let me just say this, because I was watching the game. Obviously, we dismantled the Giants, uh, and I thought it was going to be a rematch of us in Dallas. So I'm thinking through what that looks like. But anyway, I, as I was studying Dak Prescott, their quarterback, turns out that he does a lot of stuff in endorsements. One of his endorsements oh, is the sleep it. number bed. Okay, oh. it reminded me of what are the things going on in the world of fitness, tech, all of these different kinds of things that can be discussed in the context of marketing. Do you have anything for me today that can help elucidate that? Yes, today we have special guests in our spotlight segments. We're going to have Doug Sweeney, who I'm really excited to hear from because he's the chief marketing officer of Aura. And as you know, Americus, you re- you where's your aura? I did I didn't bring it today. <laughs> You're wearing your aura. I forgot to put oh mine my on. Oh goodness! So I have mine on. You have yours on. But yeah. you know how to interpret the data. And I, do. I don't. <laughs> so how does how funny is that? Yeah, yeah. So. But Aura is going to be with us a little bit later on in Spotless. What, what else do and we have in the Spotless? And we have Lisa Raggirl, who's the Chief Marketing Officer of Fix XR or uh-huh. Fit XR. Fit XR, And yep. it's like a new app that you can do fitness online. So it's super cool to think about how to stay fit, how to... Um, yeah, all of those things in terms of the measure interface. Your measure your sleep. This is what we're doing. We're turn- Barbara, we're slowly turning into cyborgs. Ooh. We're slowly <laughs> becoming like hacking into our own data and trying to understand these things. And there's an entire market, uh, not only in the fitness tech space, but also in the context of fitness in the metaverse, all of these different sorts of things that I'm trying to learn about. And isn't that interesting that our guest for the hit and miss section <gasps> today is no other than <laughs> Asa Hyken, who's the technology report for Ad age, and he covers just exactly what you're looking for, the intersection of Web3 and marketing, and he knows about crypto, NFTs, the metaverse. Hello, Asa. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. So is it true? Do you know all the stuff that we said <laughs> you, you do? Sir, sir, I just have to say you look very young. You look like a young Jedi, a young, you know, Obi-Wan in training, you know, but so, but this is the, the younger folks are the ones on top of the tech. So this is actually a good thing. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Um, digital audiences tend to be younger, and you know, maybe maybe look more like me. But um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'll, I'll try to I'll try to be the uh, a source on on well, we all looked, things metaverse and we crypto. We looked at the so. articles you've written, and it looks like you really have delved into it. Mm-hmm. So we're really excited to have you here. But of mm-hmm. course, before we let you talk about what you know about, we're going to ask you to talk about something you probably don't know about, um, <laughs> because we're going to play our hit and miss section first. That's right. And the hit and miss section is fantastic, Barbara. I love this part of the show because what we do is we bring up specific examples and we talk to our audience and each other about whether or not that specific topic in the current events of the marketing news is either a hit, which is something that went well or will go well, or whether or not it's a miss in terms of something that will go bad. And it's an absolutely incredibly interesting part of the show. Hit. Bullseye. Or miss. Just a bit outside. 
So, as of course, I'm sure you all know who are news junkies, the biggest uh, biggest item in the news this week has been about M&M's. Yes. Um, <laughs> and M&M's oh, is now deciding that they're not going to have their spokes candies anymore. Yes. Or maybe they are or maybe they aren't, but yes. that is kind of the issue. Yes. And instead of that, they're going to go to Maya Rudolph to yes. be their spokesperson. Who I'm a fan of. Who is a wonderful person, yep. but the characters, the spokespeople. And there's been all this controversy, which is kind of hard to believe, Mm. but there's been controversy over these spokespeople over the last couple weeks or months or whatever Mm -hmm. because M&M's, first thing they did is they changed the green M&M's footwear Mm -hmm. um, and they made her from from sexy shoes to sneakers or something like that. (laughs) And then recently they added a purple spokesperson. A purple, oh my goodness. And what's interesting about the purple spokesperson Uh is that there are no Purple M and M's. Gotcha. Like so, it's oh. it doesn't even make any sense. Gotcha. That they have a purple M and M cultural appropriation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And, and there's a lot of speculation about what that purple means. Oh, dear. Um, okay. Exactly. So wow. all of this conversation, and it's really... I actually got called up by the Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street Journal needs to like, know. Barbara, you have to tell them. How did the Wall Street Journal care about this? <laughs> it's just so hard to believe. Yeah. So, And then some people are saying this is like creating controversy over nothing. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. is the whole point it's a conversation or not? Oh, I that's think interesting. it fits the definition of is it a hit or a miss. Uh, that's a beautiful example. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. What are your thoughts? Well, I'm going to give you my perspective. I think it's a ridiculous miss because <laughs> I just, I mean, come on. The, I mean, first world problems, ladies and germs. Yeah. I mean, is this not the epitome of like, oh, ser- your point was my reaction is like, is this for real or is this like <laughs> something, is this like a serious problem that we need to be talking about? But apparently it is. And so, you know, a part of me is saying like in the sense of, well, the content of it is not critical. It's not really, what's it really doing? But your point just actually opened up my eyes a little bit, which is to say that, okay, well, a conversation is happening. But the question, Barbara, is that conversation going to lead to some sort of positive inference for the M&M's brand, I guess. What are your thoughts on And that? my thoughts on it, and I'm curious about, as I said, it may not be in your beat, but you must have an opinion. Uh, my, my thoughts on it is that it's putting M&M's top of mind, um, and these candies don't have that much to differentiate themselves, mm, but mm-hmm. if they can generate these many hot headlines yeah. and all these big business people and all this conversation about the Super Bowl, I think as long as they're on the right side of trouble, you know, they're um, doing something right. So I say it's a hit. Okay. What about you, Asa? Break the tie. Um, I, I think I think it's a miss. Um, and the, the reason I say that is, you know, when, when you think about who the audience is, who's going to be watching the Super Bowl, because it's really around the Super Bowl and um, it's definitely a stunt towards M&M's campaigning around the Super Bowl. But when you think about who's going to watch the Super Bowl, it's, there's political divides and the heart of America loves football mm. and I, I'm not. I'm not totally sure that like oh, interesting. this stunt that is clearly, it's clearly a, a humorous take on, on when it uh, when M and M's redesigned some of their um, their candies personas last year. Right. You know, taking some taking this this take to me is going to peeve a lot of mm. people more than make other people happy um, and. And I just I just can't see other than it generating headlines, which mm. it's doing right now. <laughs> I can't see it creating 
too much positive sentiment for M&Ms. Like maybe a, a conversation happens mm. or continues to happen around it. But if anything, people are going to be quick to drop in M&Ms from that conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that'd be, well, we can look at sales and see what happens we over time. We have an ROI, and how many yeah. people turn in for their ads and what, what Maya Rudolph has to say. She, <laughs> might, she might actually clear this whole thing up. She's a pretty yeah. smart lady. She is. She is. It's <laughs> so. interesting. Rip, listeners, if you have an opinion on this, you can give us a call. You know, it's absolutely okay to do that. one 844 Do you like the controversy that's going on with M&Ms right now. What are your thoughts? What are your perspectives? You can join this conversation. I don't know. It's, it's I mean, eventually everything plays out, right? 2020, we'll be able to see, well, what yeah, happens? We'll go back, <laughs> we'll go back and Hindsight. say, that? <laughs> yeah, Is we'll that say. something we bring up yeah. in our marketing class? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting, yeah, what yeah. you shouldn't do. We'll see. Yeah. Very cool. Having so, you know, a lot of people do say, and we said this before in our show, when, you know, some of these products, CPG products, go in and start having opinions. This is more to Ace's point mm-hmm. about this. Like, who needs your toothpaste to have an opinion on what's going on in the political realm? <laughs> Sometimes like, you just don't. want your teeth clean. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to make a statement. you just want to eat M&Ms and relax. Yes, Which yes. is kind of what Ace was saying. So yeah, we'll because that was that the controversy around around the football piece, which say, listen, this is our, our pastime. We love it. It's very popular here in the United States. You know, we just want to go see the game. We don't want to get involved in all of this back and forth with political divides and to your point, Barbara. And so. you know, what the whole conversation is about green it just so happens eagles are green. <laughs> oh that's so right maybe there's something going because on there. of course we will be in the super bowl after course, we defeat the 49ers exactly. that's, that's going I'm to happen thinking. so yes, yes our whole city is green right yeah, now absolutely. but asa how about like you talk about what you actually know about now <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> metaverse guru the, yeah. the, the the knower of all things crypto and nfts and everything that has to do with so this i know you've world. been writing a lot of articles recently and one of them that really is interesting to us because america said wharton's been in the news a little bit about this which I hadn't seen until he brought to my attention, is you wrote a recent article, which was a marketing guide to chat GPT and Dolly and other AI. And can you um, tell us a little bit about what you thought about in that article and maybe help us understand all those ideas? Yeah, sure. So that, um, that the kind of story that I wrote, um, it's, it's what we refer to as an everything bagel. <laughs> and pretty much, it's pretty much just a bird's eye view of, of a topic that we are finding to be interesting to marketers and our readers. And AI has specifically generative AI, and I'll get to that in a second. But um, that topic is really picked up in marketing circles. Um, generative AI is the subset of artificial intelligence that um, you're seeing in these new tools like ChatGPT and Dolly 2. Um, in mid-journey. It's basically um, artificial intelligence that from an input creates an output, an original output. Um, And so, you know, on ChatGPT, you can ask it a question about pretty much anything. You can ask it to write you a poem and from your input, it will create a plausible sounding output. Mm. Um, And what I sort of learned while writing this piece was because this is not just what is generative AI, it's what do marketers and brands need to know mm-hmm. about generative AI. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's already happening is marketers using these tools in sort of back-end ways. They're, they're using it for general brainstorming. They're mm. using it for as an aid in copywriting. Um, other 
some various other tasks involved in, in a productive workday. So they're really in this experimental phase where just trying to figure out what to use, how to use these tools in ways that make your work and, and your day more efficient. Um, and we've also begun to we've begun to see some brands actually use these platforms in the ads creative itself. Mm. Hardy's recently created a campaign where they asked Dolly, I think it was Dolly too, or it might have been a, a separate visual um, image generator, and they 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 asked it to come up with. They described this new burger that Hardy's is offering on their menu, and they said, you know, illustrate it for us. Hmm. And they created ten thousand different burgers through this platform, and not one of them looked like the actual burger, wow. and that was the point. Hmm. But they, that was the ad itself. Was like, look at all these burgers that, that we created through this. <laughs> that is uh, interesting. Wow. It's got my attention. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So you know, there's there's already a variety of ways that that marketers are, are looking to use this technology. Yeah, that's really interesting, uh, Asa, because when you mentioned the word brainstorming, that that's kind of you know that seems like a safe thing to be able to do, right? When you're sort of asking questions and you're trying to generate some new ideas, that kind of thing. I think it's a little trickier if you're like thinking about I want to create a message, you know, to a specific mm-hmm. segment, and I'm going to help, you know. So I, I guess that the question is, you know, how do we what what do we compare against to sort of to to know what success looks like? I mean, here are a thousand burgers. That's cool. People might talk about it, but then you can only do that once. So, like, mm-hmm. what's the next thing that you do that's going to be part of this journey of like using it as a tool that's in a smart way, as opposed to just like pure experimentation? Well, I think that you're right to sort of locate the the real value in this brainstorming aspect because, yes, you Hardy's can only kind of do one campaign where it's like, look, chat or uh, Dolly 2 created this and this is the output, but you could do an infinite amount of ads that Dolly 2 helped create on the back end, you know, just Mm -hmm. through various brainstorming and and ideation. Um, And I think that's really, at least at this point in the technology, that's the real value in these tools is they're trained on so much data that, so much more data than one human brain and honestly a room full of human brains can um, sort of maintain and, and and pull from at once that it pulls ideas out of corners that you would never expect. And, and I think that's what the idea is. It can be more creative. When you're talking about what's a metric of success, I think it can be more creative or more useful than a human. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard that much about Dolly, but Dolly, um, but which is, I guess, the image generator. But I've heard a lot about ChatGPT. And there's a notion now that ChatGPT can write well enough to be mistaken for a human, which is kind of... I guess the gold standard in this, mm-hmm. and in using it for chatbots and all sorts of things like that, and mm-hmm. then you're starting. Well, then what is a human? You know, or I mean, right, are there usefulness right. of humans? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of where it, I don't know if it gets scary or totally scary. If it gets, if that's good, you know, like you're saying, your goal was to look at it through the eyes of marketers. Well, for marketers, that's great. If you can write better than human, how's that not better? Well, so. or or the idea that can you tell? What do you think about this, Asa? Uh, you know, I've got 
micro-targeting. So I'm going to tell it to write me a message with a very granular audience yeah. and just go out there and do it. And like, I'm going to almost see if I can get AI chat. What's it called? Chat uh, GPT. Chat GPT to write a special message exactly. just for Barbara, just for America, just for Asa. And they're doing it now. Yeah. That would be scary. Yeah. No, you- that that's definitely, I would say that's that's more in these tools wheelhouse than than, than some, you know, not to knock on Hardy's, but then what Hardy's did. <laughs> yeah, like, right, right. it's to... That was a gimmick. It's using, yeah, it's to you, it's the, the value is using that trove of data and, and leveraging it in a way that it's really making those tools flex their 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 data muscles you know mm-hmm. making them go dive deep and finding very specific um responses for your very specific use cases yes. so yeah and i and i i also want to mention that and i think barbara you you said this um you know how do you how do you do some of this text that chat gbt produces is very human sounding well that is the, at least for ChatGPT, that is the primary purpose of right. this model. It is to sound like a human. And and to be clear, that purpose is prioritized over producing accurate, truthful information. Uh, so yeah. one of the big disclaimers that OpenAI, which is the company behind these platforms, and it it's admits to this on its website, could probably do so a little more noticeably, but, <laughs> um, you know, these platforms chat gpt in specific create responses that are very plausible sounding they're very plausible and they could be complete nonsense and that's that's to me scary, that's a, yeah. a potential conflict it's not like it's spitting out this bad answer that sounds bad it's spitting out a potentially bad answer that sounds really good and i'm sure we've all been in the position of googling some question trying to find the first answer and the first answer that sounds right we you kind of want to take it and run with it. And, <laughs> yes, yes. In there, and, done that. Yes, that's dangerous. And so this, yeah. this platform is like, you know, putting that on a super highway and making it way faster. Mm. Yeah, that's a really interesting perspective. Uh, let me reintroduce you. I'm Barbara Kahn, along here with Americus Reed. This is Marketing Matters. And today we're very lucky to be joined by Asa Hyken, who's a technology reporter for AdAge. And what I really like about his perspective and his articles is not only does he explain the new technology, but he does it with a marketing focus, mm-hmm. given that he wrote, writes for Advertising Age. Mm-hmm. And that's particularly helpful for us. Totally. So let me just changed uh, that topics just a little bit and a- another article you wrote even more recently was thinking about how a- AI and web3 marketing will compete for ad dollars um, and that I think was one of your most recent articles so like that's an interesting question even to ask like Americus and I are at the stage of like what is AI and what is <laughs> web3 right. and you're already so far ahead of us that you're thinking about where's the marketing dollar gonna go right. so can you start from like the more elementary stuff, just think about what you meant by both of those and then what your intuition is on where these marketing dollars are going? Sure. Yeah. Well, I, I think that the the question really arises out of, um, you know, when you think of like an innovation budget at a brand or you just think of sort of more experimental dollars, you know, there's new technologies, emerging technologies is, is a very popular way to spend this money. And it's something that marketers have their eye on when you think of the past two years with regards to Web3 and NFTs and the metaverse and crypto. 
brands jumped on this because this was the the tech innovation of that that has pierced the mainstream since COVID. You know, like I guess you could say TikTok, but um, this whole little genre of technology is a world into itself. Mm, so mm-hmm. um, that was all the rage for a while, and then Web three is is faltered as the crypto market is faltered, and people are wondering: Is that going into twenty twenty three? Is that dead? What do we do with uh, all of the lessons we've learned? And sort of right on time enters web or enters ai and <laughs> right <laughs> right on time for advertising dollars <laughs> yeah and, and ai and, and ai is you know it, it comes with almost none of the baggage that web3 comes with because of its association with cryptocurrencies mm. and speculative traders and, uh-huh. and all that mm-hmm. and it enters with some very tried and trusted um partners and companies um, OpenAI, which is sort of the uh, the company at the at the forefront of this, their largest investor, who just invested ten billion dollars into their company again this week. Wow, that's is is Microsoft. That Microsoft. Yeah, Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. So it's and and the other big company that's in this is Google, yeah. and mm-hmm. you don't have these tiny inexperienced startups that are claiming we're going to help you do this. It's, it's AI has been around for a while. So it's actually the partners are more experienced. The Mm. baggage is less intense. So it's, it's really kind of, it could. It's a different game. Yeah, and it, and it and could kind of like the Eagles against the 49ers, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, Asa, we could talk with you about this all day, clearly. We're going to have to have you come back because we have two more guests that we want to get to this hour. So thank you so much for joining us. And where can our listeners go to read these articles? Because you really are really at the, state, at the cutting edge here, and we appreciate you coming on our show. Well, thank you both for having me. I appreciate it as well. Um, you can read more about this coverage um, on AdAge, and we have a, a specifically a digital marketing um, vertical, and it's a few other writers and I all contribute to that. And, and you can find the latest on on AI and nice. and Super Bowl digital marketing and Web three. So yeah, Excellent. check us out there. What, do you have Do you have a Twitter handle, Asa? Yes, I do. I'm at Asa B Hiking. Um, and we'll see if I still, if I don't deactivate that account. <laughs> we'll see. We'll have to follow Ace that. on TikTok. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Elon. There you go. We're going to take a short break. Yeah. This is Marketing Matters Business Radio, Sirius XM on 132.